Anger happens when we don't know what to do. Have you noticed that? If you don't know what to do, you get frustrated and frustration results in anger and saying and doing things that you may not want to say and do. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. I get to be the podcast feature this week, and I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to be talking about how you can discipline your kids and retain your dignity and allow them to retain their dignity as well. I think it was about three years ago, just a little while before COVID, I put together this course because I had seen and heard so many frustrated parents. And on top of it, I had memories of things that I did wrong. So I put this together. It's called Discipline with Dignity. I've pulled excerpts from the course and you might hear some audio differences as I did. I didn't use the same microphone then that I use now. So I hope that doesn't distract you from the content. I think you will gain a lot from the content. I'm excited to share it with you. I want to make a couple points. In the Lead Gently section, you'll hear me talk about one method of lead gently. But there is a download that I offer for free that is 10 ways similar to this that you can lead gently to bring your kids to obedience. So you won't have to go to a stronger discipline immediately. In the show notes, I will provide a link for that. And if you haven't listened to the opening podcast in which I laid out my thoughts about parenting, I suggest you go back and listen to podcast one. That podcast provides the tone for everything that we talk about here and everything we want to do as parents. I'll also provide information about a Zoom discussion group if you're interested in that. So let's go on in and listen to those excerpts from the course Discipline with Dignity right now. Did you know that you are a divine gift to your kids? You are a divine gift, a gift from God. You can have more joyful and a more peaceful home, more than you ever imagined. You can have a a home that's filled with love and gentleness and grace and mercy and joy and peace. And it can be accomplished through multiple ways, but one of the ways is the way we discipline. One of the toughest areas of, of parenting is discipline. You know that. I certainly remember that very, very well. And it is one of the areas that sets the tone in, in, our, in our whole household. So when we get this right, it improves everything else. It's hard to know how to discipline our kids when we see their, quite frankly, really bad behavior. And if you're anything like I was, you see something that they do that is not right, and it's so hard to know just what to do next. We find ourselves responding from our gut which is often angry, and we say things and we do things that we are not proud of, and quite honestly, we feel a lot of shame afterwards. Responding in this way, we are at risk of doing more harm than good. God has given you, as a mom, the incredibly important job of speaking life into your kids. I don't believe there is anything more important in this life than speaking love, grace, and mercy into our children. 
but it's not easy. If, if this is one of our greatest jobs, why is it so hard and where do we go wrong? Parenting doesn't come with an instant handbook of all the solutions of the problems that we encounter on a daily basis with our kids. So if we haven't thought it through, we respond from our gut. Sometimes we don't think it through and the response is not always good. When we respond without thinking, I call it reactive parenting. So how do we respond when we are a reactive parent? Well, sorry to say that it's not usually good. Our kids push our emotional buttons faster than maybe anything else, have you noticed? And why is that? Maybe it's because we feel out of control. We don't know what to do. Maybe it reminds us of something in ourselves. Maybe they remind us of something in ourselves that we've seen. Maybe we feel disrespected. There are so many reasons. And then so often we can respond in anger, which results in yelling, name-calling, and belittling of our kids. We don't want to do that, but we do it. Maybe even results in physical aggression toward our kids. All of these have the exact opposite effect of training our kids the way that it will be most effective. We all know that it's wrong. You know, you, you probably feel guilt after you lose your temper, but sometimes we just can't help it. Why can't we help it? Often it's because we don't know a better path. We don't know another way. So I'm pretty sure that all of us have experienced this at some level. I know I have. Maybe some of you more than others. But my guess is that everyone has experienced at least a little bit of this. We all can grow. What can happen when we're parenting from our gut reactions that we have not thought out? Let's start first with what happens to us. First of all, when we think that we express our anger, that we're getting rid of our anger, that is just not the case. We may have a momentary venting, but the next time our child misbehaves, it comes back with a vengeance. We really haven't solved any problem except our momentary emotions. Have you noticed that your reactions have gotten stronger with time? That's usually the case. When the underlying anger continues, it builds and settles as resentment. We resent the emotional space that our child is dominating. We resent the time it takes away from other things that we could be doing. We resent the fact that parenting is hard. We resent the lost dream of what we thought being a mom would be like. We may even resent the life that we have found ourselves in. Oh, have you had any of these feelings? They are awful, just awful. Sometimes we find ourselves disliking parenting. We wish that we didn't have the responsibility. Have you ever felt that? And occasionally, we may begin to dislike that child. How could this happen? This is the child I longed for, I was excited for, and I prayed for. We can find our daily frustration level to be very high and every day. We may be filled with anxiety. We may find health problems because of the anxiety. We may be short-tempered with everyone around us because of our frustrations. A frustrated life is not a happy life. Constant anxiety and frustration can lead to depression. Feeling like we have failed can be very, very discouraging. I'm not saying that any of you have failed, but sometimes it feels that way. At the very least, discouragement can be overwhelming. All of these responses will affect all the people around you and your life. How do we do it? 
How do we react without emotional reactions that can hurt our children more than help them? I describe two types of discipline, leading gently and stronger discipline. Both of them are actually discipline, but different situations call for different responses. If you've been with me very long, you've heard me talk about leading gently already, and I've defined leading gently as responding to our kids, guiding our kids in such a way that we can avoid the stronger discipline. And I really like doing this because it provides a gentle guidance where we can break habits and give our kids successes in going in the right direction. If you haven't received that PDF guide of 10 ways to lead your kids gently, I provide it in the download section on this, in this lesson. So if you understand the strategies, it really benefits because it avoids the yelling and losing your temper and screaming and maybe even physical reaction. It provides you something to do to move them in the direction that you want them to go. Anger happens when we don't know what to do. Have you noticed that? If you don't know what to do, you get frustrated and frustration results in um, anger and saying and doing things that you may not want to say and do. So I'm a big fan of leading gently when we can. When my kids were little, my husband was the master of distraction, far better than I was. Our kids would say they wanted to go to the park and when it wasn't the right time and we couldn't take them to the park, they would persist and persist. And I didn't always handle that really well. My husband would step in and he would say, let's do something fun. And he would say, do you want a horsey ride? And he'd get down on, hands, on his hands and knees and have the kids ride on his back and he'd play bucking bronco and they just loved it. And they did not care about the park anymore at that point in time. So he was able to distract them and they responded really, really well. So that's a really good way. If we can step in and provide something fun or interesting for them to get their mind off what it is that they think they want, it's really helpful and probably especially helpful for young children. Of course, it's always best to distract them with something that's really positive. I would not suggest distracting them with hours of screen time or with lots of sweet uh, things because those things aren't necessarily good for them. What we really want to look for is distraction that is time with you, that is nurturing, that is loving, that provides connection for you and, and your child. And this would be in conversation and playing together. Something like getting on the floor and playing with a toy or something is really valuable for connection time. Or reading a book to them. Or they, they just love it when they get our full attention. That builds them in their relationship with you and their inner strength very, very well. So, and even as they're older and we know what they like to do, we can still distract them from arguments with one another or from heading in the wrong direction. We can kind of tell when they're going towards something that you know isn't gonna be good for them and you can distract them. And, um, and so it's really helpful. It really cuts down on the time that you would be losing your temper. <laughs> So there's more items on the guide, just make sure you refer to that. But the main point is just to know that not everything that our kids do requires strong discipline. We can discipline them in many, many ways. Discipline is training. Discipline is guiding. Discipline is teaching. Oftentimes we've heard the word discipline and we've thought, oh, it's punishment. Discipline is not punishment. Discipline is guidance. 
So when you discipline your kids with that gentle guidance, the climate of your home will be become healthy and great and fun and good communication and all the things that we can do to improve our relationship with our kids is so valuable in the long run and communication is vitally important. We want to seal that solid relationship. I saw a lot of success using the leading gently strategies that I've shared with you and they were helpful in giving me something positive to do that moved them in the right direction. It also helped reduce the times that I needed to use stronger discipline. But sometimes I realized that I needed more, that leading gently really wasn't enough. So there were two things I noticed. They didn't always respond to the lead gently strategies. They did most of the time, but it wasn't foolproof. And even when I tried more than one of the strategies at a time, it didn't always work. But I think even a bigger reason that I was bothered by only using lead gently strategies is that if I only used them, my kids didn't really know who was the parent in the relationship. If the kids get a choice, they want to be the parent. You've probably noticed that. And I didn't want to be only seen as a friend. I wanted to be seen as the parent who was a friend. So when a child thinks they're in control, it's really deadly for them. And they may think they can have anything they want anytime they want it. And they may think that you are their servant. We are the parent. God has put us in charge to train and teach our kids. Our kids are not supposed to be the ones that are the, the parent. So if your kids don't see you as the parent, they will not listen to you as their parent and guide. So that's a classic way to make a child not trust your authority. One of the responsibilities that God has given us is to teach our kids the concept of authority. As they grow up, it's really important that they understand the concept of authority. They will always have authority in their lives. They will have teachers, they will have police, they will have government officials, they will have rules all of their life and they need to learn how to follow rules. And if they don't, they're going to have a very miserable life and they will make misery for everybody around them. But even more importantly, this is the most important, they need to learn to see God as the authority in their life. And that's our responsibility. So we need to represent God in teaching them authority. So when we represent God, we represent with kindness, with, with love, with patience, with uh, good communication. So here is the question, and you're probably already thinking this, how do we know when to use the lead gently strategies and when to use stronger discipline? We certainly can't gauge it on our emotions. We figured that out because we know we can't trust our emotions. Our emotions react. They're um, angry. Things come out that we don't want to come out. And our emotions are not consistent. How we feel one day is not how we feel the next. So we can't depend on our emotions to figure out when to use lead gently and when to use uh, stronger discipline. So we need to have another way. I realized there needs to be a blend and they need to be put together in a strategic and clear sort of way. So I adopted a, a guideline for when I needed to use one versus the other. And it was so helpful. And I didn't want to use strong discipline all day long because it would have exhausted me and frustrated them. And I knew I couldn't respond in my natural emotional state 
because I would have said and done things that I was sorry for. Well, actually, I did say and do things that I was sorry for, and and many times I had to go back and apologize to my kids. So I knew I didn't want to continue that. So I needed to find a plan of when to use each of these strategies. And I listened to a lot of radio in my young years. Uh, they didn't have podcasts back then. There was no Facebook. Their radio and TV were probably the, where we got most of our information. So I was listening to, I listened to a lot of radio and I heard many things that were life-changing. And I knew I wanted life change for me and life change for my kids. But I was getting them in scattered pieces, you know, a piece here and a piece there and a piece there. And at, at one point, I realized I needed to put them all together in a way that makes sense and was consistent and I could follow. So after I figured out a way to put these together, to be consistent, to know when I should do what and how I should do it, it made all the difference. I needed to know where to start. If I wanted to emulate God as my parent, I needed to know him better. The best way to grow is to know God better. The best way to grow is to look at his character and see what he is like. We might have some pictures of God that aren't very accurate, so we want to really look at who God is, and when we see that his character is all good, and exhibits all of the things that we want to be as parents, that will encourage us toward better parenting. I describe two types of discipline, leading gently and stronger discipline. Both of them are actually discipline, but different situations call for different responses. I needed to know when to use leading gently training, and I needed to know when to use stronger discipline. I've put this all together in a course, and it includes leading gently and stronger discipline. For stronger discipline, I have put together five steps of gospel discipline to help parents navigate these difficult waters. The steps I outline are five-fold and detailed. The first one is acknowledge their behavior and cool down. The second is conversation. The third is consequence. The fourth is heart change. And the fifth is forgiveness and affirmation. If you're interested in knowing more about this, I'll leave the information in the show notes. So peace to you and to your family and joy to you and your family. And remember that as you grow in patience, you need to be more patient with yourself. So what a challenging topic this is. I think that this is one of the hardest things for parents. I have one more thing that I want to talk to you about, and that is in September, I'm going to begin Zoom meetings for those that are interested in talking a little bit more about any of the topics that the podcast has covered. And for those that signed up for the Discipline with Dignity course, I will be having Zoom meetings to discuss that as well. So if you have more questions, we can talk about that there. So I will give you more information about that next week. And that's it for the moment. So remember to rest in the Lord this week. Mm-hmm.